Welcome to a new episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. Uh, this is Rahul Desai. I'm the film critic for Film Companion. Uh, it's been a while since uh, I think it's been a full house. It's been months actually. And all four of us, which is Uday Bhatia, Mint Lounge critic, uh, Tanul Thakur, the Vaya critic, and Follow Me Das, um, News9 critic, uh, all of us are here today. We uh, have actually watched the same film for once. And uh, no guesses, no no prizes for guessing which one because you know everyone and the mother is talking about it. Um, the film is of course Shakun Batra's Geraya, uh, Dharma Productions, uh, released on Amazon Prime last week. Uh, the discourse is still on; everyone's talking about it. Uh, but we are obviously here today um, to speak about our reactions to the film, uh, how we felt about it, our reviews, uh, and we'll we'll maybe get into the discourse later. Uh, just a couple of lines of on Geraya before we move uh, before we move forward. Um, this is Shakun Batra's third film after um, Ek Mein Aur Ek Tu and Kapoor and Sons. He's actually one of the more interesting directors in Dharma. Um, and and um, as it turns out, it's it's almost exactly ten years to the day his first film came out. Uh, Geraya uh, has released. Geraya is about uh, um, it stars Deepika Padukone as Alicia. Who's a 30-year-old yoga instructor in Bombay? Uh, she meets her estranged cousin Tia after a very long time um, on a yacht, and uh, you know she's dating a writer. Of course, Uday and Tanul will tell you all about it soon. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, and um, of course, uh, and Alicia then starts to um, get involved with uh, Tia's current fiance, who's Zen, who's played by um, who's played by Siddhan Chaturvedi. Um, and uh, the, they start having an affair, and that's pretty much the setup and what uh, we need to know about it. It's based in upper, you know, sort of upscale Mumbai, mostly town and the suburb Juhu, maybe. Uh, and uh, as the affair gets a little more intense, things start to go a little awry. We learn a little more about uh, Alicia's past and Zen's past, and things get messy towards the end. Uh, just a note to everyone who's listening to this podcast: this is a spoiler podcast. It will not be spoiler-free. Uh, if you haven't seen the film, please stop listening now. It's been five or six days already, so we do want to discuss this because a lot of the film really unravels in the second half, and uh, you know it's it's a little difficult to uh, really analyze or get into our feelings about the film without discussing those particular plot points and devices. Uh, uh, so uh, you know, be warned for that. And uh, uh, and as far as uh, um, the film itself is concerned, what's interesting about uh, at least our reactions to this film is all of us have felt, all four of us, for a change, this is not a film where there has been consensus of any form between all four of us. Uh, we have all different degrees of reactions to it. I, for example, loved the film. Tanul really, Tanul kind of liked the film. Uh, Uday was fairly indifferent to the film and Polomi absolutely disliked the film. Uh, so, you know, in a way, we are going to cover sort of all bases here, at least I hope, uh, if one of us comes out alive of this in the end. Um, we, let's start, uh, let, let's start with you, Paulumi. Um We, of course, you uh, really did not like the film, and I, I think we discussed this after you watched the screening too, and, and I was hoping to talk about it later. Um, um, what was your, I mean, what was your reaction your initial reaction to the film and uh, uh, did you have any particular expectations uh, before sort of watching the film? 
I mean, like you said, like Shakun Matra is one of the more interesting filmmakers in Dharma, and given like his previous work, besides Searching Ma Sheila, which he doesn't want to take credit for, but besides that, <laughs> the two previous movies that he's done, Ek Mai Aur Ek Tu and Kapoor and Sons, I'm pretty sure features on everyone's at least like fond memories of movie watching list, and we have at least Kapoor and Sons maybe. Really, like you know, every time you watch it, you dissect and you find something new and about it that you didn't kind of catch the next time. So I think it really elevated what a movie watching experience was. So in that sense, when like someone like that makes a third movie with a very interesting cast as well, you are definitely are uh, curious to see like what he may have done. And it's a voice that you kind of feel is distinct from everything else that is around. Plus, I think if there's one person who knows. how to market a film or how to create a buzz for a movie it might be dharma productions and shakun matra because even before the movie released i feel like it had become like pop culture conversation whether it is like how the movie looks like i feel like it gets aesthetic very well like i think uh, uh, udai mentioned that in his review this idea of like manicured moodiness which like really appeals to gen z or you know people in their late 20s or 20s the idea of something looking like something you should watch you want to watch and this whole idea of like intimacy director plus a movie actually like taking care with imagery when it comes to music video plus i mean they teased a love triangle right so for me what i was really fascinated about or what i really expected out of it is that whenever there's a love triangle in hindi cinema or for the matter there's a romantic encounter of any sorts it's always platonic and asexual i don't think anyone mm. has quite exclude physical intimacy as like you know an aspect in a relationship or an attraction and how that could also play into the interpersonal specifics that two people or more than three people may have in their equation so i was really excited about that bit that the idea of like how love and romance have been all consuming in hindi cinema this idea that you could either come of age or you could fall in love right you can't do both together like love is sometimes expected mm. as like an aspect of coming of age like you find the one and everything like it's the obstacle for anything wrong that is going in your life so i was interested about how this movie might counter that and i was also definitely interested in the infidelity part of it which again like has been villainized in hindi cinema right it's either again like when you see someone cheating in a relationship it's either to find the one like another one or it's to like express some kind of romantic dissatisfaction with who they were but it doesn't say something beyond just being like narrative trickery or like a device so these were like my couple of my expectations from the movie and i wasn't a big fan of the movie i don't think it's like hard to make that out from my review and i thought i thought it it was a kind of film that relied far more on like looking a certain way versus like actually ensuring that those kind of themes that they were exploring came out as organically like my first reaction to the movie was that it felt to me that batra was plagiarizing his own work which is kapoor and sons because all of the mm. themes that felt like important enough for me to dissect in the movie had already been done in kapoor and sons in some way or the other and done better so my initial interest of like this movie holding up on its own without the 15 different plot twists it has that you mentioned how it unravels in the second half wasn't like much if i take those out i don't think there is a movie what did uh, you in particular since you did uh, you know sort of dislike most of the film what did you in particular think about um, of course there was an infidelity angle in kapoor and sons as well and uh, the character involved in it um, ended up dying and there is current discourse i've been reading everywhere that you know uh, batra is 
more or less sort of repeated the same template about uh, two people being caught in uh, basically cheating on their particular partners. Uh, it's sort of a morality uh, judgment of sorts because uh, again, both of them are the ones who end up being punished in different ways. One of them dies, the other one more or less gets caught in the end, she cannot escape it. So uh, did, did that at any point uh, bother you in the film or did your problems really were larger than that? No, I like, even though, like I mentioned, I felt like he was plagiarizing his own work. I didn't think the templates were quite like similar. And I also don't think that both the people who were cheating, like Deepika Padukone and Siddhan Chaturvedi's character were like punished because of infidelity. They were punished because like narratively that, was the way they wanted. My problem with this was that how he kind of treats death as like convenience in the sense that in Kapoor and Sons also, as was in this case, um, the person who dies is the person who could mess things up. So before that heads to a confrontation, I feel like Batra has this kind of like uh, inherent ability of like just killing that person off. So you take that out of the equation as well. In Kapoor and Sons, I would argue, argue that that worked to an extent, but I don't think that worked for me here. Because my whole idea of this whole infinity thing that was going on, and the movie was much bigger than that, but it would have been for it to not be a device and for it to be like a kind of an event that actually transforms these characters and their lives. I I personally didn't like buy the ending or buy that Siddhan Chaturvedi dying. Okay. Uh, so there, are you there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, since we're on Kapoor and Sons, I, I just, I, I, I did have it on my mind and it's difficult not to have it on your mind because this film kind of is, at least it's kind of cut like that, you know, with those quick shots and uh, sort of that kind of tension built up. Um, and the look may not be exactly similar, but it's it's enough to tell that it might be the same director. But there was something about Kapoor and Sons which for me felt a like a lot more emotionally involving and a, a lot more urgent also in terms of that I, I was really um, I, I was really caught up in in the um, uh, you know in, in in the progress of all the characters in that uh, film uh, whereas out here uh, of the main quartet I would say that maybe only Deepika's character I found like um, probably interesting enough and Zane not so much though by the end he uh, acquires some shades which are fun which we'll get to I guess and the other two are uh, entirely uninteresting to me so I, I I felt like a lot of like the the emotional demands that Kapoor and Sons made on me like right from the start and through the film uh, were not really there in this so much uh, and uh, so yeah that was uh, that was one thing and since we're uh, we're talking about other films also this was actually something that I, I didn't uh, look up uh, I didn't think of during my uh, during the time I was reviewing it but I uh, because I saw Matchpoint uh, so so long ago and it's yeah, only yeah. when I saw a lot of people commenting about it uh, that I went back and revisited it uh, yesterday. And uh, man, there are a lot of similarities. Like there are a lot of similarities. It's not just like, you know, taking the bare bones of a story. There are entire scenes. You, uh, the, that scene where uh, Zane 
uh, sort of uh, pushes Alicia into like the parking lot and, and they're arguing out there. And all that is almost an exact lift uh, of, of a scene from Matchpoint, almost down to the dialogues where, you know, Alicia is saying that um, uh, either you tell her or I will. And uh, the, the same thing Scarlett Johansson says, says in Matchpoint. So I, I think that's something that uh, perhaps should have been acknowledged at some point by Shakun Batra during the promotion of this thing. That's uh, very interesting because even I watched Matchpoint back when it came out, which is a while back. And I wasn't a big fan of that film. And while watching this film, it did not occur to me because, you know, more uh, a lot of uh, infidelity stories or love triangles in Hollywood uh, made by a lot of directors tend to more or less morph into each other at some point. So uh, obviously the, the entire conflict and the drama of one person threatening to expose the other and, and you know, two people being related. For some reason, it did not occur to me, maybe because, you know, it, it felt like a sort of strangely resonant cultural translation, maybe, uh, the, this one. But uh, now that you mention it, obviously, if I rewatch it, I'll, I'll see a lot more similarities. Uh, I'm not sure if the family past angle, the trauma angle uh, uh, is part of match point. I don't exactly no. remember what no, 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 I don't think, no, not so much. Okay, okay. Um, Tanul? Tanul, are you there? Tanul, oh. you're on mute. Yeah, yeah. Tanul, you're on mute. Oh, shit. Oh, yes, go on. Okay. Uh, okay, there's some problem. Crap, there's some problem with my... Uh, I think it's fine now. Can you yeah, hear me? We can hear. Yeah, yeah, go on. I hope it doesn't... Huh. So, uh, <clears throat> to begin with, I really liked... Uh, I mean, I. it may sound pretentious, but I really liked living in the film. I mean, I, I just like its pace. I like how... I mean, everything was... Uh, uh, a notch uh, less than what you usually see in, I mean, Hindi cinema or or, or just in general. Uh, I I thought, I mean, scenes, dialogues and 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 just all, all of that. <laughs> Sorry, they had a very natural rhythm to uh, them. Uh, those things, I, I I mean, so it was, and obviously, I mean, as as uh, both Palmi and Uday mentioned, I think, uh, yeah, you know, the the uh, Kapoor and Sons keep coming back to you, uh, and uh, around an hour or so, I I could realize that uh, uh, that obviously, I mean, I I was not as moved as I was by Kapoor and Sons, and which, which is very uh, uh, very interesting. It's one of the most interesting theatrical experiences uh, uh, of the last decade. I mean, of watching Hindi cinemas. Uh, anyway. So, but but still, I mean, uh, the movie was not upsetting me. It was, I mean, it was just doing its job, and uh, I quite like that. Uh, it, it uh, I think more than that, since I had not perhaps seen the trailer or or just tried uh, staying away as much from the promotional material or something, I got the infidelity angle. I obviously I understood that sure, it's it's being perhaps promoted as a love triangle and all of that, but right from the start, I think I was just. This for me was a very third person limited point of view film. So in the sense that I uh, did not see it as a uh, as a love triangle as much as just perhaps a character study of like uh, of this one person and all these people around her are kind of not peripheral uh, uh, per se. Definitely not Zen because uh, 
they have an affair and all of that but but still i i i thought that you know it's just uh, it's 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 mostly this this person's story and 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 the rest of the stuff in fact including infidelities is is bit of a subplot so so uh, the sloppiness perhaps in those things uh, i did not quite uh, mind because i really liked uh, uh, alisha's character and uh, staying with her so i think that really uh, worked and but although obviously there are things in the last half an hour which could have made this in substantially better for me which will come back uh, to in the course of the uh, discussion i suppose so yeah and and one more thing sorry polomies yeah. uh, the, the initial part of polomies answer is not related to the podcast so i'm sorry but this needs to be said the initial part of polomies answer reminded me uh, to comment on mashila fuck that film seriously fuck <laughs> that it's, it's it's an awful uh, film or web series what i think i i stopped watching it midway it's terrible anyway that that's all yeah i kind of uh, glanced through yeah. it because like in the <laughs> yeah. we see like you know <laughs> did he do something interesting with non fiction and oh my god i mean <laughs> it's oh. very what's what's interesting to me is that if you actually watch the docu there is no one is credited as its director even though yeah. there is a shakun matra yeah. is executive producer and whenever you talk to shakun matra in interviews he kind of mentions that he sat down to finish the project but he also wants a distance from it saying that you know it didn't turn out the way i wanted to and i didn't direct it which to me seems like at least take ownership of a bad work or a good work like make up your mind when you think this is shit or it's good especially if you're choosing to like play it on netflix at least have one director Yeah, actually, Wikipedia has uh, screwed him by putting him as director. I don't think he's he has a. I don't know if it's listed on IMDb as as him, and it's definitely not mentioned like in the series uh, as director. Yeah. I I, I have a question. Ah, uh, sorry, sorry, I'm interrupting. I, but I have a question. If you guys remember, sorry, Raul, this is still Marshila. I'm so so sorry. Uh, if you guys remember, did Marshila get good reviews? Because I really yeah. wanted to rant about it. uh I but don't i think didn't get, I don't no i don't think so okay okay theek i mean i, I don't <laughs> it's non fiction so i don't think it had many reviews <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah yeah i don't i don't think there was a single good review from what i remember did you but it, no no i did not oh um yeah so let's just assume geraya is maybe his fourth film or, or his third film because <laughs> uh it, 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 yeah obviously in in context of what we are talking about doesn't matter much but uh coming back to your polomy um did in i mean what kind of uh like was there a particular perspective you watched uh, gehraiya through in the sense that did you look at it as her film or as his film or as a particular like was the infidelity angle uh, uh the the primary sort of uh, take back or was it um, maybe the family trauma angle because for me personally if i you know if i'll be honest it it really was for me a coming of age story about uh, about you know uh, dipika's character who's uh, who's anisha uh, i i don't particularly agree with a lot of uh, uh, a lot of devices that the writers used to come to that particular resolution uh, but you know that's the thing about flawed films you know the, every film is flawed but i just felt like it's it's about how well you cover your flaws and for me i got so caught up with uh, uh, with the way the film was made and with the flow of the film that i found in the last 15 or 20 minutes of kapoor and sons i found the entire second half here so a lot of like obvious flaws like you know how did they go alone on a yacht and did nobody see them and did you know 
did the phone thing like did it not occur to uh, ananya pandey to check the number on her phone and stuff like that you know like things that we would flaws that we would so easily find in films that we don't engage with that did not occur to me of course now i'm finding it very amusing reading about uh, people sort of mentioning these flaws because for some reason it uh, i just did not look at it through that perspective so in in the in the second half which you obviously very much disliked and you did even uh, say that that's why the film sunk for you uh, did did you at any point what did you think about the way they tied it up with the revelation of alicia's past and about the fact that she was trying to escape her own past i think that idea is like much stronger in on paper than it was on screen for me because this idea of someone escaping the past while repeating it at the same time felt like a very one line description of dilka padukone's character in the movie the one reason i couldn't mm. see it as her story even though it is clearly written to be that way is because i felt very very distant from her in the sense that besides the fact that the, the film wasn't very subtle about bringing about the parental trauma thing like that one sweater scene goes on for at least five times for the course of the movie you like it's spoon feeding you everything she's feeling which is also like i'm fine with but my problem with alisha in general was that i thought the film viewed her in isolation besides her interactions with zain i'm not very sure how her interactions with tia or how her interactions with her own boyfriend have kind of like molded her into the person that she is so in that sense i feel like for her to be the heroine for me or for me to root for her story in this movie i just didn't feel like i had enough in like insight into her as a person and i didn't see it as a movie about zen either because uh, needle as the film the film sees him as someone who's a catalyst and who brings about who brings about like a certain chain of events in the in the movie and like is her foil but what i did see the movie as more than anything else before the second half was a relationship movie in the sense that what i mean is i saw the movie as both zen and alisha's movie because when they were together and the kind of like um kind of bond that they were festering that you also mentioned in your review this idea of like two outsiders and mm. a, a, another very interesting thing that tanul pointed out how this movie is actually a very good friendship movie where it depicts mm. like that how four people can be part of the same friendship unit but can have wildly different relationships with each other in terms of being friends like you know you would assume in any other relationship movie if the show like two characters dating living together for 6 years you just naturally assume that they might just be each other's best friends as well just in terms of like how long they've been together the comfort level but i like the fact that this movie showed us that karan is more clo- is closer to tia than he is to you know dipika and that is a result of like how you're brought up so that those things about how people are friends with each other in this movie i the the way that the film dug into like say not just class dynamics but economic mobility and like trauma parental trauma was very very interesting to me because it gave me like a complete picture of it i thought the same way about at least the initial bit of zen and dipika padukone's relationship because i felt like the film also touched upon a very nice idea of how like you know childhood parental trauma actually influences our the way we love romantically like decades later for instance zen as we find out is the kind of person who would choose himself you know regardless of how many promises he makes to how many people and it's not like i didn't feel like his feelings for dipika wasn't genuine like and at some point i did think they were genuine but i also thought that he's the kind of person who looks out for himself because he's come from this uh, kind of childhood where he had to look out for himself 
so that bit was very very interesting to me that how they say how they kind of posit that our romantic relationships are basically a sum of like all the childhood misery and trauma that we have to process through so you know like these bits stood out to me but then the other bits kind of didn't because when these two aspects give me a holistic picture of like the kind of four people i'm trying to learn more about i didn't think necessary the same about alisha's character which i thought that the screenwriters and especially batra was very hesitant to show her as like someone who's unpleasant or unlikable like she has a soft backstory and parental trauma is playing a huge part in how she reacts but i felt like from the beginning they knew that she had to be in her good books and by the end also she had to be in her good books i the one bit where um she gets a little like it's it's hinted at the fact that she's a little jealous of like karan and priya's relationship or how close they are but i don't think the film like really went forward in depicting her as someone capable of having like you know bad thoughts takes or opinions and like she can be an unpleasant person as well that's uh, yeah that's very well put actually and i i actually do agree with you about that and i i did like the fact that zen's feelings felt pretty authentic at least for most part of the film till he started to be squeezed into a corner and then you know you started to at least i started to think about what the film might look from uh, from his perspective it it, it sort of uh, it's a typical rags to riches almost hostile uh, it reminded me of serious men for some reason when i was uh, which i found a very good film and interesting film last year based on the manu joseph novel and i i i did get that vibe from zen's arc in this film i felt like you know uh, they were they weren't really condescending on his outsiderness uh, and the fact that you know he was authentic till he was not i found that very interesting and uh, maybe it was a little bit of his performance or the way his character was written without exposition but uh, i did appreciate that about the film and more often than not i was for some reason i was really reminded of that film uh udai i agree with you and uh, it's um you know it, 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 he uh, and uh, obviously the yacht and the sea and the murder at sea is a, is a bit of a obvious relation but there are shades of of tom ripley uh, from talented mr ripley in zen and uh, this is almost like a, a, a talented mr ripley but where ripley is kind of like uh, not the character whom we are following like if we if we had that film from uh, from yeah. someone else's uh, viewpoint uh, this could be you know a version of that almost and uh, i did, i just want to go back to something which you said earlier because it's one of the things that i thought was very impressive about the film but still kind of at some point maybe uh, was a bit too much for me so i i thought in terms of maintaining like a consistent uh, mood uh, it was quite remarkable uh, it, it, the this film uh, it just not only just the way it's shot uh, with this sort of very uh, sober uh, color palette dot of grays and blues and uh, you know very uh, chic kind of gloominess uh and uh, it this is backed up with just about everything else which kind kind of has this uh, uh this idea of a sort of uh, you know kind of wealthy uh, sadness melancholy sort of uh, through the frames at at every point you know everything from like what they're eating to their concerns which is like you know uh the i i didn't get the burrata cheese but i got the goat's cheese is everything ruined 
or like you know i got this yacht but only to impress my clients or even like the music which they which plays when they start the affair you'd think it would be like this exuberant kind of song you know but, but instead it's like you know kind of melancholy basabar basabekhabar you know it's slightly slurred words and all that so it's it it ha- everything is i i thought very consistent to the kind of lives that they are trying to portray uh, the only thing i felt that is that the film may have stood in that a bit too long before unleashing uh its uh nastiness and it gets very nasty like in the last 45 minutes uh and it's it's interesting i i don't know if you'd agree that it maybe comes like just a, a beat too late for me it was uh that that was one of my uh, i don't know i don't even know if it's a problem but it's something that i kind of felt about the, the thing while watching it for the first time yeah i actually like films that challenge my preconceived notions of how a particular genre should uh, play out uh, and and i'm always constantly impressed with what a film does not choose to do than what it chooses to do so the fact that it really did go where it did in the second half with the yacht and you know killing zen and uh, and dipika sort of i just felt the portions of dipika after that were a bit rushed in the sense you know like obviously first of all she lo- lost someone she truly loved and you know the shock of first of all realizing that he's going to betray you kill you and then you lose him that was way too much trauma to put onto one person uh, and then you know having rajat kapoor come in and sort of really uh, tie in the loose ends and sort of uh, just remove the intricacies and the formalities of a crime investigation of course that's what his character mainly was for so that dipika could basically get away with it by you know Uh, being someone she really isn't so i thought that was a bit uh, uh, much because then her coming to terms with uh, the fact that she was actually ending up like a mother all along and she thought you know uh, uh, she was trying to di- she was trying to go down another path so uh, then from that switch to the coming of age sort of felt a little abrupt but at the same time uh, you know I, i i was impressed with the fact that you know they did i felt like the death year made more sense to me than it did in something like kapoor and sons uh, where obviously the shock was more impressive than the actual uh, event of it happening so uh, i guess that's how i played out in my mind but then uh, again i wasn't expecting a lot of things to happen in the second half i was just expecting their partners to find out because that's what they were teasing us with and then it turned out to be another film all along so uh, yeah so that's that's more or less i agree with you so that's that's pretty much what i took back uh, uh, from at least that part of the film uh, tanu yeah i mean so the thing with gerayo is as much as i was uh, as i said in the film and uh, uh, i was quite uh, fairly invested in all of that i think the problem uh, uh, and which is i think it's disappointing because it's the kind of film that i mean i've liked it for the large part uh even though i mean obviously it it sort of reminds you of kapoor and since and and which is i'd written that uh, sort of i think implied that uh shakur patra's next film would be interesting because i really got the sense by the end of this film that he's uh, he's running uh, out of ideas uh <clears throat> so which is not a good feeling obviously uh, uh, when you like a filmmaker especially the film that you're watching no so uh, sorry i digress uh, what i wanted to say was that i mean 
you know, I mean, the last hour uh, of the movie, you know, I think there's something very simple uh, in 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 perhaps I think storytelling, which is keep your eyes on the prize, man. I mean, just understand what is the movie. I mean, what is your movie about, right? Or what is your story about? What do you want to say? Uh, I thought the film got distracted. Uh, and i was particularly disappointed as much as i uh, i i liked zayn's char- character i thought it was fairly fascinating i, I thought chaturvedi was decent i i just thought that it needlessly overestimated zayn's importance in the film i did not even see him that as that important sure an affair gone wrong but and obviously triggers you and and, and sends you in all sorts of directions that you've been uh, intentionally been avoiding for a really long time even then uh, you know this whole thing of killing and all of that i bought that scene sure at a narrative level i i really bought that and uh, which was not a problem uh, but i don't think all of that was required then you get in jitesh with this very i mean a role which i mean rajit was okay in it uh, but uh, it's just uh, like that entire thing i i just uh, so i just thought that you know and 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 then starts it starts to drown you with these unnecessary details for me at least you know this whole uh, miscarriage thing or sorry i mean the the fact that he's uh, she's pregnant now and all of that i i i just thought that it just became overcrowded towards the end without a without any good reason and it should have just been you know and and i mean uh, I, i was kind of okay with the whole suffocated and like you know uh, uh, the the intergenerational familial trauma rippling but usme bhi they sort of like uh, overdo it a bit which which was okay i mean but when you add that with the whole uh, a really overcrowded at least last 40 minutes if not more uh, as far as i remember were, were were a few things which i thought because i i, I really liked the uh, the rest of the film and even when it was being sloppy like say in the last 30 40 minutes there there were things that that i quite like but but yeah, i mean i mean this is something which i thought i mean according to, uh, which i thought was something that could have been easily rectified that you know to sort of give this film a sense of focus uh, that would have been really nice to see do you not i mean do you think in any way that the messiness and the sort of things that we liked about the film that were leading up to the second half was sort of deliberate even in uh, towards the end of the film because of course there was the premise i mean I, and i agree with the fact that you know the pregnancy thing was more or less unnecessary i don't think it did much uh, in a larger context uh, just to maybe show the seriousness of what dipika was going through uh, but did any of you feel like um, the, the there was a particular degree of uh, chaos narrative chaos towards the end of the film that sort of maybe tied into dipika's entire perspective of what was going on or or, or her character basically because at some point in the middle of the film when zen is basically pushed into a corner doing corporate fraud uh, about to get found out by his fiance and uh, and the uh, company as well he's going to lose his company as well the film started to become a little more about him and the, then it changed sort of tracks uh, uh, towards the end to uh, uh, to really go into sort of a morality space which, which which i found very interesting till the final shot where of course i felt like it was almost a, almost a spiritual ending uh, in that sense that up something about karma something about fate and something about how you can't outrun your past and and that's what i thought was clever in that sense that's why the second half sort of reminded me uh, uh, of andhadun second half in at least on a very visceral level because 
uh, of course the first half on andadun one of the best first halves i've seen and i don't remember much of the second half even if i think about it now but what i do remember is it subverting our notions of what we think the film is going to be about it went in unexpected directions where life was taking the film and and it did not basically live up at least on a narrative sense to the first half but it still made for a very interesting study of people of oddities of of you know of of particular personalities and i felt like this film did the same just a little more messy so i guess that's what maybe i rationalize it in my mind like that uh, uh, from for someone who really likes the film uh, uh, polemy what do you think about the current uh, discourse surrounding the film Raul, one second. I'll, 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 I'm so sorry. I'll, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to answer. I'm not answer this, but, but, but just chime in with my uh, two cents. Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah. I, 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 uh, I perhaps was not clear, or, or maybe uh, your answer sort of uh, sparked a, a, a thought in my head. So you know, I mean, if there's a film, right? Like, if you're opening uh, the movie, I mean, how does the film open and end, right? Like, it opens with this, with uh, the young Alicia with her mother and all of that. It ends with uh, a, an older version of Alicia, like. having sort of uh, undergone a, uh, a vast range of experiences and all of that so so uh, these kind of things are cluing you me whatever uh, that what is the film about or or whom is the film about and things like that right so what i uh, appreciated its messiness and chaoticness and i like the fact that you know it's it, it almost feels like uh, this this uh, the beat sort of uh, reaching its uh, 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 climax in 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 that sort of a scene uh, in in that sort of a sense which was fine what i uh, i meant by distraction was that you know for me uh, if the film would have maintained that same chaotic quality in terms of say rhythm tone pace even that was fine i did not like uh, not like i mean i i just thought that the 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 different ways that it takes to explore these things say through uh, zain's death right say through uh, zain's uh, corrupt business which till uh, till a point i was fine with but then beyond a point it starts to uh, uh, acquire its own sort of status or own press it starts to crowd the narrative in in, in a sense uh, even rajat kapoor's whole thing and all of that so i thought you know if if, if they could have either cut that out and replace it with more things that could have gotten me closer to dipika's character so for instance one thing the whole mothers uh, uh dying by suicide and all of that i didn't quite buy it i'm sure i, I got the sense that uh like obviously uh, you understand that uh, she's uh, gone through so much but uh, i thought that the movie wasted some time there by repeating the same things in the past they could have shown us different things that could have uh you know given us more uh, insight into the character of the mother uh you know so so these things that is zan this corrupt business and all of that usko hata ke if they could have put in the family angle more and maybe now this is me trying to watch a certain kind of a film perhaps that is also the case uh hmm. but then i don't know if you are uh, opening or ending a film with the same character so yeah i mean it's a, i i was just not very clear about what the film wants to be uh yeah that's all i wanted to say actually yeah to add to that i I feel like what Rahul, what you mentioned that the second half may be like a literal manifestation of the messiness of the characters that we saw in the first half and their messy lives and all the situations they get into. Mainly like the fact that uh, Deepika Padukone and Siddhan get into an affair without their partners knowing. And the second half, the chaotic busyness of the second half is meant to kind of you know resemble that in some sort of way. 
I feel like I would buy that much, much more if the characters and the four central characters, besides maybe Zen a little bit, weren't these like clean, cut out, neat characters. Like my again, my problem comes back to the fact that you it, it seems a little counterintuitive to show this. a uh, range of like messiness or bad decisions or like just things going wrong and impulses when you are not dedicated to showing characters the characters that they are getting into these situations as anything more than like black or white i didn't think dipika padukone's character was interesting beyond the fact that hey this is a this is someone we are going to be watching for 2 hours she has a back story she ha- is stuck in like there are just like ranges of like problems in her life that she has to get out of but there's nothing about like who she really is i still don't have a very great understanding of why she would stay in a six year old relationship that she's clearly unhappy with what if she is like ambitious and like why how how is that coming in and the trauma bit as well like is she is she someone who processes it well or has kept it suppressed and it, it just feels like the film like kind of like brought all of these questions down to like one line resolutions besides a little bit of zen I think even I personally liked Ananya Pandey's performance a lot, but her character is a trope. Her character is a trope of this wealthy, naive girl who has no idea, privileged, wealthy, naive girl, girl who has no idea that life can offer surprises to her. You know, and Dhaira was like, in my opinion, the most underwritten character in the film. Like, even if he didn't exist, I don't think the film would change much. So it's like. if you if you want to it's like what tanul said that it felt a little distracted and unfocused because it didn't want to like commit to one thing it, i don't think and that's specifically about changing genres or subverting our expectation of like what we want like in andhadhun even though people have different uh, different reactions to the second half of how much they like it or not you can't fault the film for not committing entirely to it i think with gehraiya i i can fault the film for like not committing entirely to the second half like the pregnancy miscarriage missed abortion bit felt very convoluted to me as did the whole rajat kapoor kind of coming in and saying like coming in and taking that position although i really enjoyed his performance hmm. but beyond that the really like some of the themes that it wants to talk to talk about i feel like it had the tendency to just uh, reduce flatten it to like one line kind of line like this idea of Ananya Pandey and Deepika Padukone's relationship may be like irreversibly kind of broken in some way after Zen's death. It's just re- like there's just one line where she's like, "And what about us? We have no idea what about them." And to that, Deepika replies that you know, like I want to get over our past. And the next scene is the old woman coming, and the realization is that your past doesn't like mm. leave you. But that's again like very one-line, neat resolutions. And after a point, it just feels frustrating to see a film that is so hesitant about like. going all the way in in terms of characterization but also wanting a pat on the back for actually going all the way in terms of like style mm. and uh, moodiness and like just everything else but what i did appreciate about the movie is that i thought it was criminal for a movie like this to be two and a half hours long honestly but yeah. i didn't kind of feel the time you know it didn't feel two and a half hours to me which like obviously goes to show that they know what they're making like technically i guess the film has kind of managed to achieve a certain kind of pace and fullness of storytelling that keeps you like still not like annoyed at the fact that it's two and a half hours uh i i agree with most of that except that i'm team karan uh, who forces uh, who forces an author uh, who's uh, just uh, struggling to finish a book to uh, to tell to, to tell you how much is left 
and to show them a draft i mean uh, uh, I, i know alisha broke up with him but he should have broken up with her so <laughs> uh sympathy for karan uh, and uh, yeah i uh, having praised the kind of consistent look of the film earlier and 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 being quite impressed with that i i do think that there is one thing though that shakun matra may have to kind of work in terms of like making uh, uh visuals like really stand out in terms of like like in terms of being just like a uh, more than setting an aesthetic i think that is something which he may still need to unlock for example out here there are just certain things that he keeps going back to like the the shots of the waves what do those mean what does it mean like do they have any significance in the first season of big little lies <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it just has it it's it's just annoying after a while like it just uh, it's it, that is very lazy yeah and uh, it's so i i think more he, he might want to just sort of like going forward and even in kapoor and sons i i would i would consider it like his shooting style like quite efficient and quite consistent but still could be more evocative i think that uh, and and it i definitely felt it here also because there's some motifs that he keeps returning to that are not strong motifs and you know if he backs up his uh you know his sort of tense writing style with with something that's a little more like visually you know moves the story forward visually also i think that would be uh, quite something going forward Hmm. yeah i i feel like shakun is is more of a visual more of a director than a writer more of a filmmaker than very visual person compared to i i feel like a lot of writing might be down to his writing partners uh, and him sort of interpreting it in a certain way and yeah i agree about the the little lazy tropes like the waves and and you know particular visual uh, uh, sort of Uh, iterations that he keeps using through the film uh, but but for me coming back to i think something tanul said uh, uh, about um, about not showing basically being uh, obviously being distracted in the second half and not showing uh, maybe you might have preferred uh, a, a, a film that showed a little more about where dipika came from and of course this is something that all of us more or less say that we don't know enough about her and uh, enough about her family or, or something like that i actually those are one of the few things that work, like really worked for me in this film uh, i mean one of many things that really worked for me in this film because i sort of jo- i i was left joining the dots about a particular character's uh, history and past because of very spare flashbacks uh, because there were no total scenes because uh because we don't know essentially who she is uh, we are supposed to sort of decipher who she is from what she's going through currently and that's why i learned a little bit about what her parents marriage must have been like too the the fact that she was going through something like that with her uh boyfriend first and then with zen later uh sort of humanized a very dysfunctional marriage that probably her parents went through so i like that they did not really tell us a lot a lot about uh, uh, about alisha's character because uh, because for me that is uh, something i really sort of appreciate when i i i am forced to sort of read between the lines and of course 
our interpretations are subjective to our own experiences and what we've seen in life and the the amount of films or the kind of films we've seen so uh, and i was kind of expecting it to be divisive in that sense as soon as i realized that uh, towards the end of the film we don't really know a lot about either of the characters but at the same time we suspect that they might have been a certain way and we are supposed to basically play the inve- investigative uh, uh sort of uh, we, the the writing becomes a little more inclusive in that sense for me so i i guess that's what maybe worked for me that i didn't know enough about her and i just knew enough about the film to sort of make it hers so uh, um, um, i i guess that's that's what uh, also i came back with uh, you know essentially that is why i really loved uh, dipika padukone's performance too because uh, uh, you know at any point of the film she is we know that she is uh, bearing more and more of the burden of her sort of traumas accumulating or of her present experiences accumulating what she's going through with zen she's being ignored by him and then she slowly come, comes to terms with the reality about him that he may not have been the person she thought all along so i like the fact that her body language conveys it just like it conveys her past and just like it sort of conveys a, a, a lot of what uh, a lot of what the film doesn't go out of its way to convey but then again you know i even realized that for people who do love the film like people like myself we tend to see what we want to see so and this has happened more often like a lot with people who uh, at least with people like us who who critique films on an on a, on a weekly basis like the same thing applied to uh, i think the way we saw sardar udham and what we wanted to see and how it really turned out uh, same thing with a couple of films here too so i i i guess that's what found what i found really intriguing about even reading all of your reviews and then realizing that you know this could have been me uh looking at this film from this perspective i've i've done this many times myself when i don't engage with a film enough and then i read someone else's review and say i wish i uh i, I wish i could engage in that way and did not uh, um, but eventually did not so i i found myself investing a lot of my own imagination in this film which i thought was in a way uh, a victory of the film too personally true of relationships also, also. Um, yeah true relationships you said we see what we want to see yeah but yes. personally like the current discourse about how gehraya is a great film because it's inciting conversation or like making people think and like there are divisive opinions i don't completely buy into it simply because it's it's true of any movie that is open to interpretation right the fact that if you make a movie that's ambiguous and that's not spoon feeding you like say andhadun again which is open to interpretation people will have different reactions to it you know in that sense everyone was on board with the movie so the reactions differed around what we thought the ending was or what happened in this case because it's open to interpretation people will either like 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 rahul will use their imagination to like read between the lines and like make a movie for themselves or they won't i don't think it's particularly like novel or earth shattering for this movie to inside conversation i think all of us are very willing to keep talking about like a movie about four attractive people loving each other not loving each other bruising each other and having sex and making out i think that's just like something we like doing and when it comes to like another thing that you just like mentioned about how you felt like you kind of understood dipika more because of what she was going through i thought that was my pro- that was kind of my problem because the movie felt very very insistent on telling us who she was based on what she was going through and owning our sympathy like these are the five things that has gone wrong in her life and that's why she's going through these things now instead of telling us also that 
these are the things that she's doing because of that i don't think it like makes her accountable enough you know like so it earns a sympathy for tries to earn a sympathy for a character but i'm not very sure I'm, i was willing to give it hmm yeah that that i have a question for you uh, yeah. uh, do you think they said yaar a lot no i mean uh, udai i think you're revealing your age because Uday, people in the really? 20s say yaar a lot I felt they said "yar" a lot. Yar, Oday, even you say "yar" a lot, you don't realize it, you know. I guess. So. I have a soft corner for films where dialogue, uh, a character say "yar" a lot. I think they did. <laughs> uh, I think they also. Uh, I was not sure if they were overdoing the F thing. Yeah, but, I thought uh, they overdid that. So that, that yeah. So people <laughs> mentioned that somehow the "yar" sprung out at me a lot more than, uh, than than the numerous f bombs through the movie. Uh, yeah, 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 but but fucks for some reason. I don't know. I guess it's because uh, I, I guess uh, I don't know. Maybe I talk like that a lot. Maybe the fucking is so subconscious. It just uh, sort of creeps into everything mm-hmm. I say because. also because i can't express myself uh, verbally very well so uh, and that's why most of us i guess are writers too i i end up you know using the crutch of uh, something like fucking and fuck so many times that when i watch it on screen it didn't really stand out to me in that sense yeah so what was interesting for me was uh, i was simultaneously noticing it and yet also not minding it you know the thing is that if something is skillfully done say for me obviously uh, you're not supposed to notice it right but i was noticing it so i could get a sense that they perhaps were doing it but uh, but that was not a problem for me yeah somehow the 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 fucks did not sort of <laughs> they weren't as much of a they didn't uh, jump out at me so much even all the yards are not all yards actually uh, with uh, ananya yeah. pande it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> r is silent or like entirely missing and uh, with the rest of them it's the hard uh, r with the yar so that, that different is, things actually uh, yar is you know a different sort of uh, milieu altogether and uh, yar is i think just i don't know it was weird it reminded me of little things where they keep calling each other yar and uh, i don't know it's, it's just uh, strange to me Lit- yeah little things i mean the soundtrack was a little uh, evocative of that and of course as you said and i think as a few people have pointed out i guess the soundtrack is or even the dialogue is uh, really reflective of the people that it's scoring or the people it's the kind of music they probably listen to day in and day out to uh, but yeah as far as the yar and yaz are concerned i thought ananya pande was cast fairly nicely and i thought uh, i mean in because she is clearly a limited sort of actress in that sense and it's obviously pretty early and i've not seen much of her work uh, either but you know it, it is one of those things where it felt like she was playing herself but at the same time i felt like i could see the effort in having to play herself too and i, I felt one of the best things about the film was nasiruddin shah's casting because as we know he is the ultimate uh, sort of estranged father used by hindi cinema and hindi web shows for the last 10 or 15 years now and uh, the fact that they used that against us was i thought was fairly nice because of course he spells it all out in that scene with dipika with his daughter towards the end and saying mai kya kehta and you know uh should i have ruined your memories of her and uh, you know this is how it is uh, that that was on the platter for everyone who was looking for generational trauma in the premise 
and that pretty much spelt it out and even as a critic while watching it i was like man that pisses me off i can't even pass this off as my own observation anymore because they spelt it out and that happens quite often in hindi films but the way, just the way he did it and just the way his character sort of turned out to be something we didn't think it would be uh, um, I, i thought that was clever casting as as the outsiders were cast as dipika and 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 uh, and sidhan too uh, did you guys uh, have any strong feelings about the ensemble who's going first anyone um i genuinely enjoyed ananya pandey's performance i didn't think that the character was written with any kind of like thought or uh, consideration for like to make that interesting like she was very like plain note this idea of like i mentioned this naive pretty woman like very hopeful very trusting who has generational wealth which is like a trope in hindi cinema at this point you know something's wrong is going to happen to her and her heart is going to break but what i genuinely enjoyed about her performance is that like i feel like it's very hard for actors especially urban actors to play urban roles without like overplaying it like this part of like that it felt like she was playing herself i feel like when a lot of actors besides maybe alia bhat does it it just feels a little strange like you know they want to put on a performance and they slightly overplay her hand what i liked about ananya pandey's performance is to me at least it felt very very easy you know i mm. could imagine her as that person i could buy everything though she was saying even those ricotta cheese and burrata cheese line felt very very like felt like something that would come out of her mouth and i liked the fact that she remained her character was consistent with like how she is she likes to be not in denial as much but likes to obscure herself from like finding out more about things and which i thought they deployed very smartly in that phone con- phone scene where she was about to call the contractor and she just cuts the call just before like i don't think her performance kind of told me that she's necessarily dumb as a person but that she likes to like that's a coping mechanism of like preventing mm. herself from any harm by not wanting to know anything i also really liked zen Uh, Siddharth Chaturvedi, although his performance I felt was a little inconsistent, but I genuinely like how he was written, especially that one scene of like very evident gaslighting that happens between him and Deepika Padukone, where he's gaslighting. You throughout the film you sense that he's also gaslighting Ananya Pandey as well as he is gaslighting Deepika. But your reading of him because they don't make him out to be an out and out negative character, your reading of him also like forces you to challenge your like assumptions. and the fact that in that scene the scene where he gaslights dipika padukone dipika padukone is the one apologizing to him i thought that was very fascinating to me i wasn't a big fan of either dipika padukone's performance or dhairya hardly had a performance but yeah uh that i uh, i i uh, don't think any of the the central uh, quartet was bad as such i thought they were all were okay but none of them were particularly memorable for me uh, i think the two performances that i enjoyed the most were uh, uh, rajat kapoor and uh, nasir uh, for uh, obviously very different reasons uh, but they were both i thought surprising and they both kind of made me feel something uh i think more than the the main four people anul yeah i mean <clears throat> i like them uh, it was uh, i thought they were uh, decent pleasant company and uh, hello can you hear me yeah yeah we can ha sorry uh, yeah so i mean uh, 
you know i mean i i i liked hanging out with them like i i i thought it was good i really like the that uh, karan and tia they share some silly jokes and all of that i like that they they uh, spend more than one scene to that uh, i mean it was just those little things that were nice uh i would have liked to see more of karan for obvious reasons uh <laughs> i actually wanted him to suffer i wanted him to i mean no sorry i mean whatever Uh, no i mean yeah but uh, but uh, it would have been nice to uh, see uh, karan sort of like is just a very bland character uh, by the end and it's sort of like the whole potency of the quartet obviously because there's this uh, tension whether it's a film about this unit or this character and all of that so obviously I mean, that's expected but uh, but i think uh, the first 30 35 minutes where where they feature very heavily uh, was something very enjoyable to me and and it's very interesting uh, because uh, the fact that this film has gotten some mixed reviews and all of that and and uh, over the last few days i've read your reviews uh, all of your reviews and it's 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 very interesting uh, like there are two things that odian polomi distinctly not liked and and, and i very much like that so it's it's uh, i mean polomi talks about not liking uh, not caring for chaturvedi and padukone's chemistry i i i really like that i thought like there's this uh, subliminary tension always even when they're not talking they're just in the room or or anywhere actually on the beach or or there's a slight age difference it, it, there was something which i could not put my finger on which i really like and other did not like the instagrammy feel of the movie which you know i'm not even on instagram right i mean I, it's just uh, i think i'm i'm more boomer than a boomer but for some reason i did not mind it but uh, and and that's obviously something that's very noticeable uh but uh, but something that i i i i thought it was i thought it was quite good i i, I quite like that and uh, ha huh, so i mean uh, back to the whole uh, portrait i thought it was they were fine uh, the, the film is pretty much i mean the most enjoyable uh, when they're together at least the first 40 45 minutes uh, i mean it may not be very moving as such but uh, but i thought it was quite uh, decently done yeah of course the context for the instagrammy thing is oh, there has recently joined instagram he's the newest yeah, oh, yeah, platform so of course he has to uh, broadcast that in the most subtle way possible so, <laughs> so you don't uh, know how it works though so i'm like a very bad instagram user yeah, yeah trust you to use instagrammy then the way i would use gaslighting like a couple of years ago when i heard about the term but i finally got it right this time rahul uh, invented the term for, uh, for uh, concerned concerned listeners will please note that rahul means in his reviews not in his life <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah in my reviews only because i've tried it out a couple of times once i uh, discovered the word someone said it somewhere and i tried it out a couple of reviews uh, nobody really noticed it but i think with gerai i finally really managed to put my finger on what gaslighting is and for that i hailed sitan chaturvedi and his character and the way he was talking to both of them uh, uh, but yeah i mean i, I really liked rajat kapoor because he reminded me of in a very weird way scam 92 performance you know like a no frills no shits given performance especially the way uh, he, he does a lot with his face and of course yeah. he's played these characters the same over the years and the way he looks at you know his own name on uh, zen's phone when it rings it's it's a very succession moment you know like it's one of those things that just 
comes and goes in a boardroom scene in when there's so much chaos going around uh, the narrative sort of pauses and you know wants to make you laugh but you know you uh, you're too tense to do anything and I, i just enjoyed his performance in that sense and i feel like he's he's choosing his roles very smartly at least uh, after all these years and and because he he was always in the danger of being typecast as this gray character who is always Uh, uh on you know who lurks in the shadows of a plot all the time so i i really enjoyed his performance uh, quite a lot same for nasir and i thought this was one of dipika's best performances uh, i uh, of course i know that you know uh, polomi and uday uh, especially polomi did not mm-hmm. feel for uh, her performance at all but i i i the, having read you know all your reviews i felt like the same reasons as tanul said the same reason you disliked them uh, for i kind of really liked the performance for and and it sort of even though piku is one of my all time favorite hindi film contemporary hindi film performances uh, i i just thought she brought uh, a, a lot of uh, to the role in this a lot of physicality to this role that a lot of other actresses may have uh, uh, sort of maybe faltered with because it was that kind of role where you know uh, so much is internal and so much is uh at the same time so much is external through the way she walks through the way she uh looks broken most of the time in the second half uh, i i really felt like i was you know i i could really see the burden bearing down on her shoulders uh towards the end of the film and i really appreciated that i mean of course we are talking as far, you know in terms of elevated standards here so when we do find flaws in something like geraya is because it promised a certain it promised to go a certain way or look a certain way and it did not like the waves thing and uh, like a lot of other little tropes that they use so uh, i i did enjoy <clears throat> uh, uh, the the performances sort of made the film uh, for me and especially dipika's and i agree with you know siddhan being a little indifferent in his performance but at the same time i'd say that actually added a lot of ambivalence to his zen's character because it was so easy to slot him as the hustler who's taking them for a, a, a ride but i i loved it that i could never guess if his feelings were genuine or not and 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 i the, the same way there was no showdown between the two cousins towards uh, right till the end of the film i'm sure they must have been after the end credits which is great uh, i i really enjoyed that you know it was not given to us on the platter did have you guys been following a lot of very cool trivia uh, not trivia but like a lot, lot of very good catches on twitter uh, uh, I, as far i saw the one I saw yeah. the one about uh, there being a picture of Anisha Padukone and Deepika Padukone in their childhood picture someone caught that Yes that is one and the old woman who comes back is actually the andadun woman who tabu killed <laughs> oh, Yes I saw that that wow. was that was very cool that's Which lovely. is such I a really great like the old woman Yeah she was and which is such a great catch because you know it's almost in the same context she holds a secret oh, she is not yeah. supposed to say But, so uh, it really, Huh. which reminds me like given and that and obviously deepika is going to kill her now i mean it's just now that she's now that yeah, she's figured out how to do it once i mean that's it <laughs> but uh given that i spent most of this hour just like telling you everything i didn't like about this movie the one thing that like it's like uh, just i thought about that i genuinely thought was quite smart about this movie and that i don't get to see a lot in any modern like forget a love triangle but in relationships that people show in hindi cinema is the reliance of like technology like how much phones and how much text and how much like whatsapp web plays in an idea of like finding little things about each other like there's the Your scene in the pika 
when Deepika and um, Siddhan Chaturvedi just start texting, she switches her notifications from like silent, like from silent oh, yeah. to silent. Then there's that bit where obviously the fact that Deepika finds out about his betrayal happens to like WhatsApp web, not through like a showdown or something. It then that's the way you know like people right now fall in love or communicate. I think that aspect of like how our phones and our laptops play a relation play a part in our relationships or in our slings i feel like this movie actually kind of got it right because a lot of movies do not get the internet at all yeah and i i know you remember i remember you mentioning this time and again that hindi films really does not do social media does not do technology and you know sort of this entire angle well and uh, and that that's actually a good point because even at the beginning of the film with the way they keep holding their phones all the time even when they're talking to each other is and keep checking their phones very absent mindedly especially ananya's character those are little touches that you know that yeah, obviously yeah. Uh, that that really tie into the point you're making and and uh, th- there was also another thing i just saw on twitter being retweeted all over the place uh, the fact that uh, the house that nasir lives in in nashik uh, and dipika goes to visit him in is is more or less is probably the same house that uh, um in zindagi na milegi dobara when farhan and his mother talk about uh, the father character basically oh wow oh wow yeah i saw that that was quite nice but yeah uh, it was also, also telling about like the kind of bollywood that makes movies like this um, <laughs> but, but also all... like i think no other bollywood profession can come close to cheese farmer in nashik i will never get over this like the oh come on it is like a fun of... imagination needed to come up with a cheese farmer not any kind of farmer not even a farmer but a cheese farmer in nashik out of all the places really has i think that's what i remember this movie by i knew you uh sorry go on go on go on go on ha hmm. uh, no nothing so uh, i mean it's it's great that uh, people are uh, posting these references and all of that i just wonder how much time do they have or like what's happening maybe they just spot uh i mean they're just able to uh, recollect because this, this is uh, nasir's house thing uh, uh, for zindagi na milegi and and for this one was quite uh, was quite great much bit better than that fuck all referencing thing in ray which people went nuts over who's that guy shijit mukherjee yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie dude uh, the second one i think just when yeah. he goes to the reception counter and uh, on, on the wall are the the names of that is stupid that's just like fuck that shit but anyway uh, yeah these the, these ones were quite nice easter eggs type things yeah i mean i mean eventually the kind of conversation or i mean the discourse is getting a little annoying obviously but uh, that's the thing with social media now and the fact that most films are releasing digitally now of course most of the aftermath is also digital and uh, you know i don't remember seeing this kind of uh, both annoying and you know fruitful at the same time like these little trivia little nutshells so the film uh, you know i don't remember any film in recent memory uh, uh, sort of inciting this kind of uh, immediate reaction i don't know if it last if it not last and i'm pretty sure i feel very sorry for the makers of badai do because everyone's forgotten it released also last week uh, and that too in theaters so it might come on streaming soon and you know it wasn't a half bad film so uh, it, it just it's it's felt like an avalanche that took really 
took the film to because everyone i know has watched it like it's not just film critics or people like us cinephiles or uh, film enthusiasts sort of discussing the hell out of it on facebook and twitter it's just our parents it's my parents it's my friends and all who are having very extreme reactions to the film and whatsapp groups are abuzz and mostly they're talking about sports uh, you know all day and this film is more or less become that uh, sort of thing and i know polomi you said that this this is this is not new and the, this whole cultural moment thing uh, that's what you know interesting films are supposed to do and you're right about that because uh, uh, it's just the magnitude of that you know what we are seeing of it because my facebook is pretty much right now uh, a, a wall of just gehraiya opinions and that is uh, that is the kind of uh, that, that is the kind of uh, uh, unprecedented uh, sort of uh, really discourse that has happened after this film i remember gully boy had something similar but the only difference was a lot of people liked uh, uh, almost you know very universally liked that film and uh, uh, the the most interesting part about this film is i think the people who are, aren't liking the film i'm not talking about us here four of us here but the people who aren't liking the film are getting pissed off by the people who are liking the film and vice versa and it's just going around in a loop in a cycle and uh, of course that is going to come to a head at some point is there, are there any is there anything else you guys would like to add or talk about uh, in this film uh not much from me except i agree with you i think the last time maybe like everyone was talking about one film was i think gully boy uh, the last that i can remember yeah uh olumi tanul is there anything else you would like to add uh, no I, i think i'm good and uh, polomi you've been having connection problems are you there yeah i think uh, can you all hear me yeah yeah we can yeah i think we discuss we discussed like everything that hmm. we had to okay so there no last shots fired from you as far as the cheese farm thing or yeah, any cheese farm was my last word no if anything okay. i think the film could have done with more cheese there was more cheese people don't realize it they they uh, dipika gifted cheese to her to karan in the end of the film like gome cheese oh yeah that's true wow three you cheese that's amazing yeah so uh, yeah i mean i guess that uh, pretty much concludes our discussion for geraiya uh, it's been very interesting and uh, i again have learned a lot about the film that i was absolutely blind to when i was getting carried away by the film while watching it but i obviously i still stand by my very personal sort of opinion of the film and uh, i i actually watched it twice in two days so uh, which was very interesting uh, I, i think again the last time i did that was uh, with gully boy so um, so yeah thanks uh, all all three of you for joining me uh hopefully we all four of us can have more discussions in the future there's a more balance and i loved that all four of us had very different opinions this time so uh, uh hopefully we will be back soon there are bunch of releases coming up in the next few months theaters have opened up uh, uh you know digital is going crazy so uh, so yeah it's more likely that at least two of us will be doing this podcast in the future uh thanks all of you for joining me and thanks for listening if you guys have any feedback uh uh do write to us and uh, we'll be back soon